RadioInfluence.com. Bada pop pop. Ooh. Bada pop pop. Bada pop pop. This is my intro music for today. Bada pop pop. I don't even know where I'm going with the song. Bada pop pop. Jason, we should work. Should I get a new intro song? I'm just asking you. Shake your head yes or no because they can't hear you. No, not yet. Not a new intro song. DJ Eakin, uh, Southern Hospitality. And, and I'm on a roll this week. I do know that because um, you haven't met Jason, but I talk about Jason a lot. Jason is from Radio Influence and also the driving force to make sure that I'm on time with these episodes. So I have to give him big props. And um, Jason keeps me focused. And um, I'm proud of myself because um, today's episode is going to kind of put me ahead of things. Got one of my dudes here, which, and when I'm ahead, it keeps Jason happy. So everybody, whenever, if you ever get in the comments, I'm going to mention Jason, make sure you give Jason a big shout out, Radio Influence, shout out to them. Um, And of course, I I keep it moving because the South has so much to say. Today will be all about sports though. We doing sports today. Got my guy in the building, ain't seen you in a while because... You like super major. Okay, I'm not gonna start. Cam Lynch in the building. What up, man? Yo, yo, my man, what's happening? Cam, you like a you like a let's see, when I met you, from the time I met you to now, this media thing is you moving. Man, I, I, just, I take it serious. I take it serious. You told me that when I met you at first too, right? Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to my man Cam Lynch. Uh NFL, NCAA, football, 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 athlete, period. The athlete, broadcaster. All that. Oh, you got different things in the resume. Now, for, for, uh, what I like to do, too, is before, when we first get into this thing here at Southern Hospitality, is to talk a little bit about, you know, the history. And I know what I know about you, being my brother, is Syracuse. I know football is the thing. When I met you, you were playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so you've had a stint in the league. But give us a little history on 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 Cam Lynch. Yeah, so born in California, moved to Atlanta halfway okay. through. So a little, little mix, you know what I mean? A little West Coast, a little Southern hospitality as okay. well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I moved up, uh, up north to Syracuse and went to school there. I know you being in the New York area as well yourself. So, yes, sir. Uh, you know, Syracuse being upstate, very cold, eight months out of the year, it's snowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty brutal. <laughs> <laughs> different, Definitely different from this Florida thing we got popping. Yeah, 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 man. It, it's hot all day, every day down here. So, right. so yeah, went to school up there and then had a chance to to play in the NFL as well. So undrafted, went to the Rams. Okay. Uh, made the team there. And then three years of the Buccaneers after that. So four years strong, un, like I said, undrafted free agent uh, currently. And so I just came from the gym just now training. So broadcasting, training, doing a little bit of both. Right. I didn't even know you were you were undrafted. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know you were undrafted. 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 Do, let me let me for, let me let's talk about this part then. Um, for kids who think about the league and that sort of thing, when you did you do you because I, I know a lot of times like when we're when we're watching these things as a fan, we're watching all these shows, ESPN, Fox Sports Network, and they're talking about you know who the draft picks are going to be. So when that conversation is happening, does your name did your name come up at all like through that process or whatever? Or how was it going? So really, you? so really, my agent was like, "Look, you'll probably go fifth or seventh or undrafted, pretty much." So I kind of knew, you know, what my trajectory was. Right. So what I did was I created an Excel sheet and I just marked down each team with eight or few linebackers essentially because I know those teams are going to be in need of linebackers. And so I just kept my eye on those teams, see who they drafted, mark down who they drafted. And waited towards till the end, and then I got some calls from the Rams and other teams, and and picked you know picked the one that I think matched the best, which was the Rams. Right. So it's a process for it's a process for the athlete behind behind the scenes with your team as well. Yes. Yeah. It's preparation. It's preparation to everything. Right. Like right. at the end of the day, they're gonna pay you hundreds of thousands of dollars. So 
I mean, you have to be prepared going in and, and coming out as well. So the transition, whether it be after sports or during sports, it's preparation all the way around. Right. So every team, so every team, like you made an Excel sheet, dude. I have, seriously though, that's a learning thing for me because I never picture an athlete actually saying, I got an Excel spreadsheet and okay, this is, this is where the openings could possibly be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use that Syracuse education to, to the fullest. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was an econ major, so I oh, okay. it came in handy. So you played linebacker, some special teams. Anything, anything else you played while you were in the league? So not in the league, special teams and linebacker in the league. Played a little fullback in high school, but that's, oh, okay. that's about it. <laughs> oh, okay. So now you you in free agent status and you're doing some broadcasting stuff as well. Yeah. So yes. how many days a week are you working out right now getting ready, staying, staying ready? So pretty much like three days in the gym and then the other days would be yoga at the house or swimming, swimming at the house. So pretty much four to five days, you know, we're pretty, I'm getting it, whether it be active recovery or actual fitness. So um, it, it's, it's pretty strenuous, man. Just for since I was about 14, I've been doing the same thing, just working out, recovering at the same time. So it's a full process. Right. So when you when you going through this, so you and your agent keep in touch, you watch the teams or whatever. And then at any given moment, a team could call or does your agent constantly reach out for you? Yeah. So at any, at any point they can call really. And the agent does reach out when he goes and visits teams. His uh, name is David Cantor and he goes and visits teams and he, you know, he talks up his guys and different things like that. And so after each week, I'll hit him up maybe twice a week. Hey, how are things going? What are things looking like? And he's like, okay, things are great on this end. I had a chance to work out with the Saints. So I got to work out with them uh, a few weeks back. And so that was good because at the end of the day, it let me know, like, okay, you're still on people's radar. They know who you are still. So, and I played for four years. So, right. um, it's still out there. So, for me, staying in shape is big, but also building outside of that, right? Not being stagnant. I think uh, for you, you're being a DJ, being a podcast. I mean, you have to have multiple, multiple hats essentially in this game. So, right. And we're going to talk about some of your other hats too. Okay. But while, you on the, while we're on the subject of the game and we're talking about guys like yourself who, because obviously there's a super love for the game to keep doing what you're doing and working out, right? Yeah. And then you look at what's going on with, dare I say it, a situation like A.B. Right. Who nobody has yet to say that he ain't probably one of the most talented football players to ever touch the ball. Mm-hmm. But in the past, like, is it, I'm going to give it two months. I'm going to say 60 days. We didn't, if you, if you count from the outside like me, it looked like the dude just threw away like 30 million. Yeah, he threw away a lot of money, man. He threw away a lot of money. I think his legacy is is being tarnished. But I, I saw Michael Vick today on Uninterrupted, not Uninterrupted, Undisputed, right. with Shannon Sharp and Skip. And, you know, Mike Vick basically discussed what he was going through at that time with the with the incidents with the dogs and whatever whatever else he had off the field. And it's kind of what Antonio's going through. And not the same thing, but essentially where your career is jeopardized and you have to find a way to bounce back. So Mike Vick found a way to do it. I think Antonio should look at that like, man, if he can do it, I can do it. Right. But doesn't it take like, and, and, and I guess we, what, it's kind of like a training thing. You mentally have to want to do that first though, don't you? Yeah. And that's the thing too, right? Like, I don't know what's going on up right. top, right? Whether it be, you know, some mental things like CTE or, or whatever. I know that's something that's been floating around, but people's decisions are being impaired and his are to an extreme. So you just never know what's going on inside of his nugget. And right. it doesn't seem healthy. Right. What he's doing. And it doesn't seem sane. So I don't know. I think he'll have to step away for a little bit, kind of like Le'Veon Bell did, step away from a little for a little bit, see, you know, count his ducks, um, and see where he where he wants to go in life. So So when you're going through something like this, say and 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 the one thing I I will say this being a DJ and being in this entertainment thing, which I've seen a lot in common with your world of, of the athletes, is when you're that guy or that 
girl or that entertainer or that popular sports person. And it happens at all levels. It happens at junior high, high school, college, pro sports or whatever. There's a set of people usually around you and close to you. How important is that part? And let's take his situation. How important will that part be? Because we also had the part where he had the group text going. And I, it from, like I said, the outside looking in, I'm going by the reports. I didn't, I, I wasn't there, but going by the reports, it looks like some of his own team is participating or some people that are close to him are participating in the madness. How important is it? Cause it's super important to me. Like yesterday, I literally, and this is real talk. I literally told my brother, don't talk to me for the rest of the fucking day. Cause that's how much he had threw me off with getting ready to DJ for the, for the game. Like you can't be late. You can't throw me off. You kind of got to go with what I'm doing. If I'm already staying sane, I'm on time. Your team has to be somewhat on that point. Now, how important do you think his, how, when you're looking at his team around him right now, and I don't know if you know them personally. I mean, again, we're talking, it don't seem like they jumping in right now. It don't, it's, and from, and, and I don't know. I mean, again, from reading the reports, that text message he shot, it had one of his attorneys in it. It had one of his attorneys in the tech and an attorney I heard didn't say nothing at all, but it was like you shooting a text like that with people's kids in it and your attorney is in it. Yo, some of your somebody close to him had to be in it. Yeah. Like you said, it's all about your team, right? You have to protect your energy. And I don't think his energy, his nucleus is proper right now. It's a little dark and some darker rings around there. Right. And like you said, when you're about to go DJ, when you're about to go play a game or take a test, you have to be in the right state of mind. And for him, anything he does is a test, right? right? A text message or a tweet. Like everybody's watching that. They're going to grade him. They're going to judge him off of those things. So he has to do better with the people around him. He has to protect his energy. I don't think his energy is right right now. Right. What do you think about um, social media? Should he just should he just like cut that off for a minute? Well, I, I would say <laughs> there's a lot of people who should cut their social media. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, not well. Just yeah, we just we yeah. just use it in general. Like when it's getting crazy and you just waking up typing craziness because the social media thing is, is almost is worse if you it's bad yeah it's bad i mean at the end of the day, it's, it's your resume essentially these days people look at your, your social media see what you're doing see what you're saying and it's your resume so his resume is not looking great so i mean he's growing you can't cut his social media off right like you can't cut our president's social media off you know right. what i mean <laughs> <laughs> right like i said people should be banned from social media but at the end of the day they're grown and he's gonna have to get the help he needs he's gonna have to get the right energy that he needs to make the, the best decisions that he can. And he can't turn it around. Like Mike Vick did, I think he can turn it around. Yeah, I think anything is possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, look who the president is, speaking of that. I mean, like, anything is possible. I just, I'm sorry, I just think anything is possible. Yeah. But I, but I think he's got he's to gotta start, man, I, I think, because I feel like Antonio Brown making me look bad. Is that bad? <laughs> I just feel like he made, and, and I'm not even like, I'm not, I wasn't a Steelers fan. I wasn't a Raiders fan. But I do root for brothers. I root for brothers. And I feel like when we get a chance like that, like, I just think he's making it look bad because we're all arguing on social media now. Me and you, you know, not us personally, but we're arguing, right? Well, uh, you ain't sticking up for the brothers. You don't know what they go through. Motherfucker, I saw 30 million just get off the table. Excuse my language. I saw 30 million just get off the table. Yeah. And I, I saw a chance for your family to be straight for the rest of, of your days. I did see that. And I think, to and again, I'm talking sports today. I'm, I'm, my mind has been here waiting for you to come here. When you have any job, because now we're talking guaranteed money, please tell me what job that I can just not go to when I don't feel like it and still expect them to pay me, no matter what I say was guaranteed money. And please tell me, because maybe you being, you being from, you played in the league before, a lot of stuff he did at first, he wasn't with the Patriots. But then when you with the Patriots and you write that text message he wrote, 
Man. <laughs> yeah, it's like he said, bro. I mean, he's with the Patriots. You're probably in the best situation that you can ever be in. Considering what you just, how you just left the other one. Man, the, the best. You went from, I won't say the worst, but you went to the best situations you can be in. And he just, it is right down the drain. Like I said, I think it's more, I think it's more, it's more mental for him. I mean, it's something that's bigger that we're not seeing. Right. It's something that's bigger that we're not seeing. And uh, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, but he's going to have to step away from the game for a little while and just recollect and figure out what's important to him. And right now it, it goes to show like football is not important to him. <laughs> he's like, Hey, I'm about to, I don't have to play anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. It's not important to him. So he's to figure out if, if it's still the case uh, and, and figure something else out. Do you think it'll be an injustice though if he gets back in and Kaepernick don't get a shot? It'll be kind of bad. <laughs> it'll be it'll be really bad. But like I said too, is I mean he's snitching on people. He's doing a lot of things. I, yeah, he's I like know. he's like messing with the good old boy system too. He's he talking about things that you're just supposed to be like kind of like whoa. You, you, yeah. Take the, take this 15 million, bro. You chilling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing he's doing a lot right now, and it's it's kind of tough seeing like Shannon Sharp, right? Those guys, you know, leaning into him and. But I do think he needs some help. He needs some help. He needs some guidance from an OG, from a brother that, uh, that's that been through it before, like a Mike Vick. Somebody has to reach out to him and help him because he seems like he's on an island. But do you think he'll listen, though? I mean, like like you said, Mike Vick, right? Because I, I mean, like me, I could use me all the time. I'm in this entertainment thing. But don't get me wrong. I watch the news. I watch you. Music is hot. I watch you guys on sports. When I first met you, I was like, okay. I felt like I had a close relationship, so I could ask you more. But I was, I was curious about the game and that sort of thing. So I know he's seen, for him to write what he writes about Shannon Sharp, you know he's watching something, right? But do you honestly think in this state that he's in right now that he'll even listen? I think he will. I think he'll, he will listen. It might, it might be from his kids. I mean, something will have to trigger. Maybe his kids are like, hey, dad, like my friends are bullying me or my friends are treating me a certain way in school. Right. And they said that you did this X, Y, and Z. He might be like, man, like I need to change up. I need to switch it around. So it's going to have to come from something external that might not be from one of his friends or his buddies, but maybe from inside, maybe from, like I said, his kids or his family members or God's going to send him a message or something. Like, maybe hey, like a Michael, uh, uh, Randy Moss might, because Randy was a receiver. Mm-hmm. Randy been through a little bit of stuff too. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? And fought from like a, like a situation where, you know, he was Randy Moss, but he was over here at a small, smaller school. And he had this always keep proving himself. I think that might be a, I just, I'm, I'm just like you, man. I just, I just want to see it get better. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the situation that it kind of bothers me. Yeah. Cause I'm like you, cause I think it's deeper than football. Right. But I don't know if he's actually reaching out for help. Cause I think, I think social media makes it rough too, because a lot of people be on social media, like, yo, yeah, AB. And I'll be like, I don't think that's the good message. Like, yo, cool out for a second, get your thoughts together and then express them. Right. I think that's, that's what the part that gets me. Because when we start typing, when we upset, we start saying things that two days later, we like, damn, I might have went too far. Yeah, but I'm not going to like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that to me, that's what I'm trying to back up from. Like, Because some days I'll be, man, I'll be like, yo, put your phone down. Because we, <laughs> yeah. we say things and then you're like, everybody's in it. Like, I, was, like I remember, perfect example, when, when the R. Kelly thing was going on. Remember when Surviving R. Kelly came out? Wow. Yeah. Surviving R. Kelly came out, right? And I'm watching it like everybody else. The entertainer in me. And, and I've known some people who were, I've met some of his camp. I've been to R. Kelly's house and I've met some people at the label and it wasn't no rumor that this shit been going on for a long time with R. Kelly. Yeah. So when I'm watching this, right, and I'm seeing people like the guy who said he changed Aaliyah's age on her birth certificate. What? Why the hell are you on TV? Because your ass should be sitting beside R. Kelly locked up. <laughs> yeah. Then it was another chick on there, right, that said she um, helped him get some of the girls. And then the one that got me, that got me into a Twitter fight was the lady... <laughs> The lady who wound up marrying him, she said that she just walked in a room. He had never asked her to marry him or nothing like that. 
and the wedding thing was set up. What? See? You, you see? Yeah. And I didn't, and see, and then, now get me, I didn't think I was being a male chauvinist pig. I, I was just like, if you walk into a room and you don't want to be married, just walk out. Just walk out. I mean, I, he got some magical powers, man. He's been brainwashing a lot of people, so sound like she was a victim too. I don't, look, man, if I walk into a room right now, seriously, unless I'm under duress, you know, gun at my back or something like that, if she didn't make it sound like that. So anyway, I got on Twitter and I said, I don't get it. Man, I got about 20 text backs. What don't you get, DJ Eakin? And one of them shouts out my homegirl, Scotty Beam. And Scotty Beam got a major movement on social media. Mm-hmm. So when she got in it, I was catching it. Whoa. And at first, I was getting ready to start. I was on some Joe Button shit. Like, get ready. I was like, my, my Twitter fingers was working. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, you know what? Just let them go, man. Because I didn't mean, I really didn't mean no harm. Because coming from my experience again, and again, I'm, I'm very candid about my, I'm cool with, the, with my life, man. When my, my dad did some foul shit to my mom, we lived on the fifth floor in the Bronx. My dad had one of them locks on the door where he could lock it and take the key out of this side so you couldn't get out unless you had a key. So it was a key on both sides. So if he took the key from this side, we didn't have the key to get out. We were locked in the house. Wow. My mom took me and my two older sisters down the damn fire escape and we was out. So so when I hear this, it's hard for me to imagine. And that was the point I made on Twitter. I wasn't winning though because they was coming from everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, you know what? I don't got nothing else to say. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a little bit different though too, right? Because you had to survive. Your mom had to survive. So you're going to figure out how to survive. The lady that got, I guess, walked into the room and everything was set up. Who knows that she might have been under duress. She might have been. Who knows what she was going through. Was I mind telling her no? <laughs> my bad. That, that was so inappropriate. My bad. My bad, dude. <laughs> I mean, you saw the opening. You had to take it. You had to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably and I'm not laughing time. at, I'm not laughing at, because surviving R. Kelly was crazy. I, I mean, it really was, but I don't know. Do we put too much stock in entertainers and sports athletes? Do we do that? Uh, I don't think so because entertainers pretty much move, move society, right? Like at the end of the day, like whatever we tweet, whatever is going on. Um, it affects the world, essentially. And like you said, with the Antonio Brown thing, the reason why I think you are upset because you are an entertain- entertainer and you're an entertainer that probably looks just like Antonio Brown, right? You got dark skin just like Antonio Brown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Y'all probably the same height for real. You know what I mean? Like 5'9", <laughs> right. you know what I mean? 5'10", <laughs> right. like y'all y'all probably the same when it comes to certain things. So when you see Antonio Brown, you probably essentially, you don't, not, you don't see yourself, but you're like, man, he needs to do better. And I feel like I've made better decisions. So... Come on, man. Do better for us as a group. So, yeah, that's that's a little frustrating. I am trying to I, and I am trying to work on myself to do better because I think every day we need to do better. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I asked about the the art, the entertainer thing is because I think sometimes when they place so much value on us that they people forget to just look at how great that their actual life is. Like everybody don't got to be a DJ like me or be in a league. You know what I'm saying? Or make the league to be a great person. And I think sometimes right. we looked at the, the normal people like the dude who come get your garbage every week or the dude who does your lawn. Like, it's some really great damn people out there. Right. But we stock, we putting stock in some people over here who, no disrespect intended, but five years ago, Kylie Jenner didn't even have lips. But now we out here buying Kylie Jenner lip products like they're going out of style. She's a billionaire now. Dude, like, we didn't even, we didn't even, she didn't, like, this is, not, like, literally, come on, act like before and after pictures. Like, you, like, there's a meme up with her and her best friend, and it goes, it's nothing wrong with you. You just don't have enough money to fix yourself yet. And it's like oh. the old them. And the new them once they had surgery. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think we put so much stock in that stuff. And again, it's nothing against them personally. What To do what you want to do with yourself. But I think the normal people should, I want them to value themselves more. You know what I'm saying? Because, dude, like people matter. Like yeah. you matter. The teachers damn matter. Yeah, the most. They need to get paid more. But like, like you said, too, it's, it's, it starts with everybody. And I think being a great person, that's, it's tough to do. Right. But I think it's something that you have to work on, right? And at the end of the day, entertainers are 
people as well, right? We right. wake up, we we drink smoothies, we drink water, just like everybody else does. Um, and I think when it comes to situations like Antonio Brown, I mean, he doesn't come off as a great person. So that's why people bash on people bash those people who come off as bad folks, because I mean, they don't do what they're supposed to do when it comes to that. Right. Yeah. What do you think about the whole, uh, and, and I, like I said, you in this life, so you, you see it from all different sides because I'm, like I said, you've been around pro athletes. You're, you're moving over into this media space. So you're getting to be around more, you know, people that aren't in sports, but they're in this entertainment space. What do you think about the cancel movement? Like when they cancel people, you know, like, Oh, you canceled. Oh, this person, we canceling this person. We, what like, do you think social media got too much power? Social media has a lot of power. Yeah, when you cancel, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you cancel somebody, it's it's a wrap for you. Like think about Kanye West. Like I ain't gonna lie. Like what, after he did what he did, he got canceled for me. Really? Oh yeah, when he came on TMZ, the Make America, the Make America Great. When he went yeah. on TMZ and start talking crazy. Right. Cancel. But you <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. You said Antonio Brown, right? Like there was a chance of CTE. Kanye said he was off his meds. You ain't think you ain't you ain't throw that into the equation. Yeah, he need to get canceled. Antonio Brown and him both <laughs> both canceled. Got in the timeout corner. <laughs> you know what's crazy about the Kanye thing though? Speaking of comebacks, Kanye didn't make Kanye didn't made the most out of hip hop people this year. Hip hop dudes this year. They said Kanye up one hundred fifty million. Man, he up probably up a lot of money, but he ain't up respect though for me. You don't think so? No. You so you not feeling the uh, what is it? Come on, come on. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, uh, the Sunday church service. Yeah. yeah so he was, Sunday actually, service? he was actually in Atlanta recently, new birth, new birth. He was there. I went to that church before and he was at that church and brought his, brought his group there. Um, I think where were we at? We were in, I think Coachella. He might've yeah, did, did something. Co- yeah, he did a Coachella. I was at Coachella. I saw him there and then something, something in the water. I think he had one there too. Maybe I think, but I just, I'm not buying it, man. Um, Kanye and it's tough too. When Kanye comes on the radio or like on, I, on iTunes. Right. Man, it's tough to it's tough not to turn it. You know what I mean? It's like, man, his stuff is so fire, but I can't really support it. Oh, you, know? so you don't even listen to Kanye right now. Man, I gotta change the channel to if Kanye come on. Really? I got what about you? I know you you're a DJ. <laughs> I, I haven't honestly because I and, and this is the thing about me, and you could tell me like like that, you my brother, so I you I know you'll give me the tell me the truth. I don't really I don't and I think Dave Chappelle put it best for me. I don't really look past the person's art form too much because I don't I don't put that person on a higher pedestal to me. And not that you're doing that, but I don't like like and maybe because too like my history being at Def Jam. I was at Def Jam when Kanye came out, so I was there in the beginning. I helped work Jesus Walks. Like I had we had had through the wire, and we were on a conference call, and we first heard Jesus Walks, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Yo, this is gonna be the one. This is gonna take <laughs> yeah. him to the next level." Yeah, like yeah. he's already close. But for people knowing him as a rapper, this one's going to be it. And we all were on the call like this shit is out of here. Yeah, and yeah. then it drops and it's out of here. But Kanye, to me, has always been this crazy creative, like, I don't know if narcissist is the right word, but he's been like this crazy, like, creative to me that I'm always kind of like, I don't really want to get into that Kanye all the time. Mm-hmm. So musically, though, creatively, I, I get it. So yeah. that's, And so I think that with me, the R. Kelly thing, on the flip side oh, of that, gotta cancel him too. <laughs> I don't know if I really canceled him, but I respect the people I play for. And so I don't really drop R. Kelly songs. And I'm not really in my car listening to R. Kelly anyway. Okay, but, yeah. I, but I'm a flirt. Uh, Step in the name of love, yeah. Yes, but really on a, even a grander, step in the name of love and more so at a, anything urban or family union. If my aunt said there, step in the name of love always going what's going to work. Right. But in a more commercial setting of parties, my parties can be more open format. Ignition always seemed to be the one you could drop. Everybody know it. Right, right. But late you drop Ignition now, it's like, I almost feel like I might be offending women. So I do leave it, leave it off because I respect mm-hmm. the people I play for. Mm-hmm. But I didn't necessarily cancel him because I don't, I don't condone what he did by far. So, and I'm just trying to get it out. Like, I don't, I don't even respect what he did, but I don't, because I know it's been going on for years. Right, right. 
But my problem with the R. Kelly thing is, since we on this subject is, as long as R. Kelly was making everybody money, people act like they ain't see this shit. And they saw it. And like some of those same people who are in that surviving R. Kelly, like, like here's my thing with this surviving R. Kelly thing. Michael Jackson, all of it. Well, yep. I have a son. That too. I have yep. a son. You my dude. Jason's my dude. My kid is not just spending random nights at your house. He eight years old. He right. just ain't doing it. Right. So why are you leaving your kid with these grown ass men? Right. So where, so where are the parents at fault? Now, let's look at R. Kelly a little bit further. R. Kelly is supposedly discovered by Barry and Joe Mo Hankerson. They own Blackground. Blackground is the label that Aaliyah was on. They are Aaliyah's cousin and uncle. She was 14. You know R. Kelly. You know what kind of dude you managing. Why you leave her there with him? And he knew how old she was because they got, a, they got footage of him talking about her. This is my protege in the studio, Aaliyah. She's 14. We all know this. So now we're doing Surviving R. Kelly, and we ain't, called the, we ain't holding the family no way accountable. Yeah, they brainwashed too. They all canceled. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then you got the mom and the dad that were outside of the place throwing, throwing rocks, rocks at the yeah, window, right? Yeah. My mom and dad would have, my mom and dad weren't even together, but I was the common denominator. My mom would have got the matches and my dad would have burned that whole building down. Yeah, yeah. My kid coming out of there. Yeah. So I don't get it. But we canceling R. Kelly. Where the, the other list of names that we ain't canceling them? Yeah, but that's like anything else, though. I mean, he's the star, so he's going to get most of the work. You know what I mean? Everybody else is going to go by the wayside, kind of like with Antonio Brown. The other folks ain't getting in trouble. Antonio Brown getting in trouble. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? So, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, if you if you are at a certain level, you're held to a standard, and I don't think they upheld that standard. Right. Any of them. So, so do you think if he works, what do you think it'll take for him to get another shot at the league? Antonio Brown? Well, I mean, the talent is there. So we, we know people are still watching Antonio Brown. Right. Any, a lot of people are like, yo, we could use him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. But what do you think it'll take for him to get another shot at the league? I think he's going to have to sit out a year. I think he's going to have to sit down this year maybe and see what's up. But like, he's going to stop tweeting too. He's going to have to stop tweeting. He's going to stop doing a lot of things because he can damage. Essentially, he'll damage a lot of teams overall, you know, PR, whatever they're bringing in, right. uh, ticket sales or whatever. I mean, the Patriots, they weren't having that. Right. You know what I mean? Once he sent them texts out, he's like, hey, you got to go. Right. You know what I mean? You're going you're gonna to distract us from what we're doing. I had a chance to cover the pages during the Super Bowl, and they're very tight when it comes to media. Like, they are sharp. Everybody sounds like, uh, I don't say robots in the media, but they know exactly what to say and what not to say. Right. And they can have a guy like Antonio Brown in the media distracting them from winning Super Bowls. Now, the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. Don't they got a whole nother guy that got cocaine charges or something like that? Yeah. I mean, well, what guy is that? Which one is him? <laughs> <laughs> huh? No, Josh. Oh, Gordon, Josh no, wait. Oh, no, wait. No, no. Not even Josh Gordon's a receiver, right? Oh. They got a whole nother guy that's in that's got court a court case now that's got some cocaine charges. Josh Gordon oh, is a whole. Patrick Chung. Yeah, maybe Patrick Chung. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, but that's the thing. Too. But he's quiet though, right? He's quiet, he, he, right? He, he plays quiet. football, and they're letting that take its course. Yeah, he's the Patriot qu- way. Yeah, he's yeah he's quiet about it. And, I mean, the cocaine thing that might come up uh, with uh, with other people too. You know what I mean? Right. But. They know how to put that stuff to the wayside. Like the Patriots, they're really good at probably hiding those things. Like think about this, Alabama, you never hear anything bad go down about Alabama because right. they know how to keep those things under wraps. They, they, they don't have guys like Antonio Brown talking crazy, Instagramming in the locker room, you know, Facebook live in the locker room. They're like, look, we're going to handle it this way. You have to fall in line. So the fact that he, you know, you see those tweets from uh, Get Out, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Bill Belichick has to earn the spoon. Like, you know, he couldn't get Antonio Brown, essentially. He couldn't get him. You know right. what I mean? Um, and he's not to figure it out. But I think he, if he steps away from the game, reflects, and I think he'll be able to come back next year. Do you think he's going to need, like, media training, 
Cycle out, talk it through. Oh, he's gonna need to go to a, I mean, a shrink, and he's gonna have to be able to cut the fat. He's gonna have to cut the fat when the fat, and then when I say the fat, that's the people around him that are bringing those negative vibes. So you have to cut all that, re- just revamp his whole game, his whole lifestyle. When when I watch, you ever watch Ballers? Nah, I don't watch. I don't watch Ballers. You don't watch Ballers? Nah, nah, nah I don't watch Ballers. Because I was gonna ask you, like, I watch Ballers, and again, yeah. I'm not in the league. I, so, but I think Ballers like give me a pretty accurate. Accurate description of how, how you guys go through it through the league. Video games and I mean just from being around you. Like I know you love the games. I know you got friends who love the games. And it's kind of like a real cool, simple life. Y'all just like, y'all got money and, and access. And then da- downtime too, right? That's the one thing people don't really know is the athletes we have a lot of downtime. Right. A lot of time where we're not on the field essentially. So that can get you in trouble. So that's what I'm what I'm doing when it comes to broadcasting and things like that. I always dive into other things, right? Like when I met you, I uh, got on 1025 The Bone, you hooked that up. Right. Because I was looking to do other things in my downtime. So that's where guys get in trouble uh, when it comes to certain things like that. What made you want to do media? I mean, I, you play. What made you want to What made you want to get over here? Yeah, I mean, I had my own show in college. So Oh, okay. Yeah, I had my own show oh, so in you college. Did, you did some stuff like this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my own show called Camps Camps. So I just interview my teammates and we would chop it up, see what they would do during the week and stuff like that. So they were cooks or if they would play the piano Blah, blah, blah. We, we just hopped on the mic, man, and chopped it up about it. You ever listen to your old tapes? Yeah, they're horrible. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> yeah. I listen to old tapes of mine. I was like, dude, I don't know nobody even, why nobody even talked to me back then. Man, And I thought I, had, I thought I was the dopest thing ever. I had all these, like, phrases and everything. Yeah. I'd be like, bro, if you don't put, if you don't take this tape, I'd be telling myself, if you don't take this tape out right now, I might hit you. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's rough looking back at some of those things, but, you know, you just grow and you get better. And so it's been a, it's been a great ride so far. You were doing, you were doing, um, the Players Tribune thing. Tell us a little bit about that. So yeah, the Players Tribune. I had an internship up there, and basically, and I was gonna say, what is that? What is that exactly? Like, what is the Players Tribune? So it's kind of like uninterrupted. So Derek Jeter started Players Tribune, and LeBron James started uninterrupted. And so basically, it gives athletes a platform to be um, vocal, to be to write what they want to write without any other media platform twisting their words up, right? Uh-huh. It, it basically cuts out the middleman, essentially, or the middle woman. Gotcha. Right? When it comes to a broadcaster, they, you know, they kind of twist the words and they paint the picture how the broadcaster wants it, but it comes straight from the athlete to the fan. So it's a, it's a great little platform. Right. And you enter. Now, now, now that right there is saying a lot because mm-hmm. you already getting paid. You already been working in the league. What made you, what made you, and I'm only using this word because I don't know another word to put in here. What made you humble yourself to say, I'm gonna take an internship because you know, like, like you, you, you around money, and we both in this entertainment thing. Man, I gotta get paid if I go to Players Tribune. What made you say for you? It's an internship, right? Can I? I can go though. Can I go? What right. made you do that? I think really it's kind of like the duality mentality thing. That's what I call it. And since high school, we were athletics. We did athletics, and then we went to school, right? right. Academics and athletics. So I just carried that on to the NFL. Essentially, college, right? We we go to class from eight to two. Right after that, we go to practice. So I did the same thing in the NFL. I just, after practice, I, I carried my academics. And my academics was broadcasting, was these internships, was, it, was these free radio gigs. And that, that built me to where I am now. And it's going to continue building me. Um, and I think for you, right? Like you've taken a lot of free DJ gigs. I'm sure you've- Yeah, I'll take de- a few. You, yeah, like you've DJed- Don't for go free- too far. Don't we go, right. I'll take a few. Right. Like if you call me, I probably I might take that one. Right, But right. it ain't gonna be a long time. It'd be like, Cam, I got you for 40 minutes. Yeah. An hour. No, <laughs> <laughs> right, then you're an artist, right? Now, a lot right. of artists need to get paid for, you know, for the service that you provide. But early on, you probably did a lot of things for free. And so essentially for me, it's called deferred, deferred gratification. And when you, when you grind now, um, when you take those internships now, You'll be gratified. You'll you'll be happy with the outcome in, in the future, essentially, and that's just going to build reps. So, I mean, I've been doing internships since college, though. Really, wow. you know what I mean, 
Yeah, man. I had an internship in college. I was actually at UPS. So we were doing some, you know, logistics stuff and whatnot. So I had an internship there. Did a, I worked at a stock brokerage. I was an econ major. So I thought I wanted to be on Wall Street. Wow. Um, intern there. So I always had that mentality since college and didn't really know what I wanted to do. But then as I dove into the NFL, that access came. I could hop on the radio, do different things. So. Man, somebody need to tell these kids. I, and see, I ain't gonna lie to you. Until I met you, I thought all y'all did was play football, get free sneakers, get video games, and pop bottles. Right. Oh, yeah, and buy jewelry. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, wait, and get your car cleaned. Yeah, that's, I yeah, mean, that, that's a stigma. That, that's that a right stigma. There. That's a stigma, right? But that's, okay, so what I'm really joking, but I want the kids to hear that. I, that's why I'm so glad to be talking to you, because you actually are in the game, but I want them to also see, like, to grow yourself, though, you're doing these other things. And it's not always going to be about money, but there is a gain in it. So, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to always make a joke. Because I did think y'all bought, bought a lot of jewelry. I mean, no, sorry. Go. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's most athletes. I mean, that's most athletes. You're getting the big chains. I never really bought a big chain like that. I bought me a house. You know what I mean? Right. I got some real estate. It's, at the end of the day, that's that's equity, and you want to build those things. So when it comes to DJs, what are, what are some what are some stereotypes oh, about you, DJ? You know, flip the interview. I gotta. I mean, I gotta flip it. I mean, what are some what are some DJ stereotypes? That I take girls home every single night. Every <laughs> single night, yo. Really? Literally, I literally have boys ask me seriously though. Yeah. Dude, how many of these chicks in here you knocked off? And I have when I tell them that I beat the majority of the party home, they be like, "How?" I be like, "Dude, because my money is usually ready. As quick as I can get my computer in my bag, I be out." Because first of all, here's the funny thing about me: I don't want to be in the after club traffic. Ooh, yep. I always feel like that's the crazy traffic. I don't want to be in the after club traffic. Second of all, I don't want to go anywhere to eat after the club. So I've never really been that dude. Mm-hmm. I think I've been to a restaurant. You know how people go sit in the Waffle House, all those places and eat? <laughs> yeah. I've never really been that dude. First of all, because I, I don't know, maybe because I buy food at home, but I just never want to sit there. And third of all, let me tell you the real big misconception and why I don't. Well, the biggest, like I said, the biggest misconception is that, you know, we get all the chicks because it's right. my party. And don't get me wrong. I've had my fair share of choices, but here's my problem. I don't really want nobody to know where the hell I live at. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, like we live in a Snapchat society. And I just, I just feel like a lot of the girls that, that are in the club in my environment, they Snapchat happy. So the whole time I'm with them, it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't really want to be on your snap like that. Right, and not right. because I'm ashamed because if I'm there, I don't mind being there. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want to, it's a Snapchat society. I just don't, I just feel like I'm of an age dude where I don't need to be in your story all the time. Yeah. And, and I feel like the age we in now, we in a, we in a time where more people would rather take a picture of what they want you to think they're having a good time instead of actually having a good time. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like I miss so many moments that I'll be like, damn, I didn't even get no pictures, but I was, you know, I was actually there. Like mm-hmm. last year when you guys, when you guys had the Monday night football game, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there and here comes walking Randy Moss. Here comes walking Lewis Riddick. And I was so happy just to be like fellas and shook their hand or whatever. And then when they walked up, I was like, damn, I didn't even get a picture. Right. But I had, I had shook Randy Moss. I was like, yo, I was like, y'all just, I was just in the stadium, just me and Randy Moss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I missed those moments. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. with that, that I done knocked off all the girls that be in my party. And if they come to the DJ booth, I had to have knocked them off twice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. And I really just be on some, like, hug with your song. And I'm, I'm a big, like, get you a shot. That's the other misconception, that I'm drunk every damn night. Got you. And you know what's crazy? I don't even drink at home. Right. And I can't get but so drunk in the club because I'm also of the age now, too, where it take me two days to recover. Right. So I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I, if I if I if if I mess around and get AKA hammered in a club and it happened on Saturday, we ain't really talking until Tuesday. Right. We might talk, but you ain't really talking to me until because Tuesday I finally be like, damn, I feel back to myself. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. really, if I get hammered on Saturday, all day Sunday, I have the worst diet ever. Popsicles, popcorn, potato chips, a slice of ham from the fridge, mm. uh, some other bullshit I found out in the back of the fridge. 
a bottle of water, some old juice that I had in the bottle. All kinds of just bullshit to get settled. I don't even know what I'm doing. Right, right. I just can't do it. So, yeah. so really, I think that's the misconception. You know, yeah, the girl yeah, thing yeah. is definitely the misconception that really? I don't, that I don't want a girl. That I, you know, I'm living. Like I had a girl that I was like dating a girl. Okay, and she told me that I was trying to live the single life in a club. Because mm, she saw the Instagram, the but Snapchat. I had to. But I, you know what I told her? I said, "Here's and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I, and I might have handled it wrong." Okay. Because I, I think I could have been a little bit more, and I'm gonna apologize to her now. I apologize because maybe I, I, my response was wrong. This is my response. Um, where are the majority of my pictures taken at? She said in the club and at the radio station. I said, "There you go. That's, at work. You yeah. want you want to be in more pictures? Be in the room. Like I, like my girl has never walked in a party. My ex has never walked in a party, and people didn't know that I had a girl." Never. So I thought I was doing the shit right. Like, you know, you know, if you're doing some 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 slick shit nowadays, they'd be like, everybody start whispering. Everybody, the bullshit starts. And with social media, where you going to go? Because they will tell on your ass. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm going to do? Yeah. And I literally thought I was doing OK. Yeah. Because here's the thing, too. Help me. In the marketing of a DJ, should I post a lot of hot chicks on my social media or should I post a bunch of dudes who got very average or low credit scores? Right. Now, that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? That and again, it. I don't want to get, I will not Robin Thicke any girlfriend that I have. And you know what the Robin Thicke is, right? When Robin <laughs> Thicke took that picture that time and he had his hand on the girl ass, but the mirror was there, so he got caught. Wow. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Paula Patton, his wife, his. Yeah, and they have been wife, high school yeah. sweethearts. He dropped a ball. He blew, he blew the whole relation. He blew all those years of work <laughs> with an ass, with an ass grab. Like me, Ooh. that's why if you watch my pictures and you can look at my social media right now, the majority of the time, I want the picture to be focused on the young ladies I might be with. So I'll be drinking something. I keep my hands where everybody can see them right. because I thought that was a respect thing, but right. I also thought it was a marketing thing for me. Obviously I did some of those things wrong. So I'm a little bit more caring now about my position, but since we're talking misconceptions and you put me on the hot seat, yeah. that's really what it is that yeah. I get all the ass in the party. Maybe you have to get a girl that's a DJ too. <laughs> then, no, then, I'm feel like, then I'm gonna feel like she getting too much. I'm gonna be like, you know, like all your pictures getting all these damn likes. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Cause you know, they pictures get a lot of likes. One bathing suit pitching is like, where all these dudes come from? Right. I mean, hey, if you can't, yeah, you got to be able to handle the heat, maybe step in the kitchen. You know what I mean? So, and for me too, when it comes to athletes, a lot of times with athletes, it's best to date someone who was a former athlete as a, and a girl um, because they understand what you go through. So you have to understand what- Do they really understand what you go through though, Cam? Uh, to an extent, especially if they play D1 sports. So my lady, she played D1 soccer at Georgia State. So right. she understands the travel life. She understands- well, you know what 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 it takes, but like I said, not fully. They don't all understand. Like 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 the general public though. General public doesn't understand what we go through. We think we buy chains, play video games all day, which we do, but we do. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of other things going on. There's a lot of things that are going on. Well, so. let me ask you this then: since 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 we've moved to the relationship in the entertainment and sports business, should you include them in some of the, some of your stuff? Like 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 say if they're if they want to help with your marketing, right? Do you think it's okay to give them access to your Instagram? I mean, and you might not be doing anything, but you can't control the DMs. You can't control the DMs. I'm asking, do you give them? And here's, here's another thing. Here's why, another thing too, like speaking of misconceptions, why I try to like keep my relationship separate from the DJ thing. Yeah. It's a release for me. Like to be around those people I really care about, like that's a release for me. This other shit, don't get me wrong. I want the, I want the paper. I love the lime. Like, don't get me wrong. But like, I got an extended family here, right? Shouts out to my, my guy, JC. He's like my big brother, right? They are like, they are like my resident Cosby family here. Like, <laughs> I love the Colstons. Like, I go to their house literally and will sit on their couch on a Sunday afternoon and they look over there, I'm asleep. Literally. Like, I'll be asleep. Yeah. They sons, my dudes, 12, 10, baby girl, one. 
like I love that family. Like right. that's the closing I have to like a real super family here. And they just let me be me. It ain't it ain't about DJ Eakin. It's about hey man, we gotta wash these dishes, man. We we <laughs> yeah. all together. Yeah. But it's like my release. Like I really feel like I can just go there and be like Wusa. Yeah, I can talk to him about anything. And then I feel like people are so disrespectful on social media. Like old boy that plays in a in a. Come on, Sunday night. Come on, come on, come. On. I just Sunday. watched it. I want to say the wire is so bad, but it's not. Fifty Cent show. Oh, the po- oh, power. Power, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Omar, who plays Ghost. Yeah, yeah. I saw one time he put his wife in a picture with him. Man, them damn comments. I was like, it's no way. I want to go punch some of these people in the face for him. Yeah, they went crazy. Right, and it wasn't like it wasn't like she was unattractive. Right, she's been with him for a long time. Like when he didn't have nothing, and it was, I didn't think she was unattractive, but I guess some people in the comments were like, she wasn't good enough for him, or she wasn't. Yo, them comments was disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to put nobody through that. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like my ex and I feel like some girls I've dealt with, they ain't built for that life. So I just rather like, yo, man, let's not get in that life. Let's keep it separate. Yeah, I, I just feel like that. Not that, I, not that I'm ashamed by any means, but I think, and like I said, again, I'll apologize. I'm getting better at the expression of these things. You know what I'm saying? At first, <laughs> I'd be like, yo, it's my damn social. The social media belongs to the DJ. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You want to keep it separate. And that's that's the thing that I that I was going through with my lady as well. Is at first, like, okay, it's cool. You know, social media, woo, woo, woo. But then at the same time, when it comes to, like, let's say, a game or I'm about to go on a radio show, she taking Instagram and videos and all that. So I'm like, look, like, we got to cut that out. Like, I got to focus here. You right. know, so you kind of want to keep things separate. You want to own something yourself. But have that certain release and not have everybody else involved in it, kind of. But it is a fine line. It's a, it's a fine line. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> right. a fine line. So um, I had I had to like kind of relinquish from that. Essentially, putting her on the gram and doing things like that, and kind of reestablish like, hey, look, this is what we're gonna do. This is our plan when it comes to social media. And this is how we're gonna attack things because you know, you know, dating a a football player, dating a DJ is different than just dating someone who. Who, like you said, who does the trash or is a teacher or, you know, that's a noble jobs, but they're just different. They're not right. entertainers. And so they have to be prepared for those things. And you just have to prepare them. So ghost wife, he has to prepare for those things. Right. Um, she has to be ready for the backlash. She has to be ready for whatever that's, you know, Michelle Obama. I'm sure she had to get prepared for those right. things that came out of uh, Barack. You know what I mean? So um, it's all preparation. And I think if you come with a great game plan, you have to say sorry. on, on the- <laughs> <laughs> But you do, but you do think that, in today's in today's dating society, that the relationship conversation needs to be had. I mean, that the social media conversation needs to be had. Yes, yeah, very much so because a lot of relationships get broken up over social media. Get they get breaking up, broken up over shoot Fortnite video game. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> like, there's a lot of things when it comes to media, when it comes to uh, electronics these days. Right, like that's different from back in the day that can get you in a lot of trouble or can get you, you know, get you millions and millions of dollars. So you have to take it very serious, I think. Hey, you know what? I want to tell you this, and I, I think I've said this before on this show, but if I haven't, I know I've said it to a few friends. Let me tell you what's so crazy about the phone, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. So not putting it on you, not putting it on anybody else associated with Southern Hospitality. This is DJ Eakin's opinion. Do you realize that we will sleep with people unprotected, risking our life on the daily, but we won't let that same person answer our phone? Man, you never thought about that, have you? You know how crazy that this world. That's that, like listen, that, listen. And, and I, again, I probably I you know what I have. You no, know, since I'm being I'm being straight up on this show, I cannot yeah. cannot fake the funk. I've been the same way. Like I literally like you sleep sleep with somebody unprotected, but if their phone rings, like hey, wait, get my phone, get my phone. <laughs> yeah, 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 People yeah. will really be wanting to knock your ass out over their phone. Yeah, yeah. But then y'all go, they want to touch you, be like, hey, you got a condom? Ah, we good. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you thinking about it now, ain't you? <laughs> I'm like, wow, yeah. Both of you get in trouble. Both of those, those, those right. things. You know what I mean? And I mean, that's and I mean, again, that wasn't about me or you in person. I'm just saying, like, that's a society. And I thought about that when I was like, this world is crazy, man. We going crazy over that over that device right there. Yep. And we are, we'll risk our life every day with somebody, but we won't let them answer our phone. Yeah, and you know what it is too. I mean, with on this device, like, it's I want to say the business that you conduct on it is worth a lot of a lot of money, a lot of opportunity. And I think that's what freaks people out. Like, man, there's a lot of opportunity on here. And whether somebody, another girl's calling my phone or another guy is calling the phone for a girl, like that opportunity can can go away. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, it, it's just a lot that goes into it. So um, you have to take these phones very serious, I would say. Or, and I would say take them serious, but at least protect yourself when it comes to those no, things. You, I didn't think you were wrong when you said that. <laughs> yeah. What's really crazy is I had I had Frank Kinney on Southern Afternoon. Frank's a big tech guy. And Frank said the mistake that we're making nowadays is that it's not a phone. It's a computer in your pocket nowadays. Yeah. So when we think of it like that, you understand the magnitude of it. Mm-hmm. But it's but it, it's really, hey man, I told you I was going to talk about sports. Now we talk about relationships. It, well, we still talk about sports though. Yeah. But it, it's deeper than that. It's deeper it's, than that, bro. Yeah, but it's good though. My brother, I'm glad, I'm glad you're here helping me because I think a lot of entertainer and sports guys like us, we probably need to hear this or have this talk with each other to get us to better understand. So nowadays, we got to have the social media telephone talk what yeah. other two talks are super important in a relationship? Would, would say that you as an entertainer or sports guy have got to have with, with, with it. We're getting and, with and I guess from the girl side too, with dating someone. I think communication. Communication is key, right? And the proper way to do it. I think earlier you said something along the lines of, I might not have said it right. You know, I apologize for no, that. I, I honestly have to say, and like, I'm, I'm, you know what? Starting, I, I already said today on this show, I've already said before, on this show, I'll be the most candid that you'll ever catch me. Mm-hmm. So I have to be honest. And I'm not going to say her name, but I have to apologize to her because I don't think that I address some things properly. I think our mindset was the same and my mentality was there. But being guarded, I didn't express them the right way. Yeah. And I thought, and I put my, and I put it's my like heart ther- in this It's like therapy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is more therapy. You thought we talk about sports. Hey, this is a therapy session, dog. Yeah, no, but that's good, though. But I do think, right, when it comes to communication, like Antonio Brown, we'll wrap it back into sports. Antonio Brown isn't communicating effectively. Right. He has, not, whether it be on social media, whether it be in person, his communication has been poor. And I think any relationship, whether it be with your dog, with your lady, with your mom, communication is key. And so I think for a successful relationship, you have to be able to communicate properly and effectively. And then also about this day, this dang telephone. <laughs> you know <laughs> no, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, these are, these are key things. And a lot of breakups, like I said, happen through social media, through Instagram likes or a DM or a phone call. So um, I think if you handle those things properly, um, you can, you can be better off. One more, another thing I got, this one wasn't mine. This one came from my grandmother. God rest her soul. Love you, my Ruth. Rest in peace. She said, she said this, and, and it took me a while to understand it. When you and I, or you and your significant other, we have a disagreement, we have to remember that it's not me against you. We both have to get on the same side of the fence, and it's us against the problem. Mm. Boom, take that one with Ooh. you. Boom, take that one with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I never thought about that, because you're you going, Yo, you, well, you know, Cam, if you hadn't been late, I wouldn't have been late. Well, you could, if you would have called me when I'd be like, hold up, hold up, let's get on this side. Mm-hmm. Now we communicate because we're trying to solve the problem. So the problem solution is he can let me know what time I need to be there. And you're saying I'll be there on time. Mm-hmm. But we got, but we're communicating effectively now, like you just said. Right. And when, and I think about that a lot now, it's like, yo, like you're not really against this person. Like you, y'all, if y'all trying to really make things work, then y'all got to be against the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. Camden made me, well, I, I, 
feel, boy, I feel like this is a therapy session for me right here today. Yeah, man. I mean, she just said sorry about 50 times. <laughs> oh, see, oh, that, oh, that's what you're going to call out that I said sorry like 50 hey, times? Hey, it's all good. I think, you know what? At the end of the show, I think you need to call a little girl and, and settle some things. You know what I mean? I think it's on your heart, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Settle the comfort. You need to go ahead and give her some comfort, bro. Like, hey, you know, I'm going through this. Uh, I'm doing a radio show, podcast, woo, 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 but... I need to tell you some things. Get off your chest. Get off my chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Communicate effectively. Communicate effectively. Yeah, bro. Okay, yeah. so wait, what'd you give me? You, you get we get communication. We gotta talk about we gotta make sure we talk about social media mm-hmm. and that. What was the other thing? So communicate effectively, um, social media, and then so I'm reading this book. Uh it's crazy. Crazy you say that. I'm reading this book with my lady. So we're doing it, you know, five nights a week, essentially through the work week, essentially. And we do popcorn reading. Oh, okay. Since we read together. And so we're reading this book called The Five Love Languages. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's called the five love languages. And basically, it's like sometimes people respond to different things, right? So whether it be uh, acts of service, if you take out the trash, like the girl would love that. Or you Is that that them. test I took? Someone, it's something similar to that. Something similar okay. to that, but they just break it down. And then another one is like gifts. So if you buy something for someone, like people respond to those things. So um, for us, we have to figure out what our love languages are and speak in those, right? So let's say someone loves receiving gifts. Someone loves acts of service. That's like Chinese and French. Right. And so basically, if one person figures out figures out how to speak in French, then the relationship is going to be that much bigger, that much wow. greater. It's going to be, the, it's going to go to a different level. I mean, it's, it's kind of wild you asked me that because I just read this. We were just reading this book. Yeah, somebody asked me to take that test and they were way off what they thought I was. Like they thought I was like gifts and shit like that. And it mm-hmm. really was nothing like that when I it's, took the test. You were, so my, mine is spending time. I'm big on spending time. So I like, I love phone, phones down. Let's just, let's just rock out and chill. My ladies is acts of service. So whenever I take out the trash, um, or do different things like that, or cook a little something, you know, like she enjoys those things. So the more that I can speak in the acts of service, the right. more that she can spend time, that's when both of us will grow and that communication will come a little bit better. Right. Right. And those different things will, will click. So, and, and that's it, not saying you always got to do everything first, but it's just saying that you do take note that she enjoys those things. She enjoys those right. things. Yep. Yep. So um, those, those are my three. Yeah. I'm kind of glad you asked me that. Cause I, I was ready for it. Oh, you ready for it? <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I don't even know how we got here, but I'm glad we're here. And I'm, I'm not sure that, that I went through therapy, which you said it, but now you got me thinking that I just go through damn therapy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, everybody needs it. And, and that's another thing too. Um, when it comes to African-American males, we do not do a great job expressing ourselves. You know right. what I mean? And that's, you know, being an athlete, going through these different things. I'm like, man, you're right. When it comes to the transition part of playing sports and also figuring out life after sports, we, I don't, we, I don't say not I don't, I, I'm working on that, but doing a great job of letting people know what I'm going through. Right. right. And some athletes, they, they get depressed or they go through certain things and they don't speak to anybody about it. And a lot of like Kevin Love, what came out was like, man, like I get anxiety. Right. right? And so I do think if we are able to express ourselves amongst each other, then we can come to an understanding and think that weight that whether it be depression, anxiety, or whatever it is can come off. You know what I mean? Right. And it's unfolded. Kind of like with you, right? Like, hey, you finna tell old girl, like, yo. I'm make the phone call right after the show. I think you're gonna make that phone call, that text, like, look, like I've been going through this, I've been holding it for a while. And you know, you're gonna listen to my recent podcast, but yo, I'm sorry about this, you know? And I do think it'll be beneficial once we go back uh, and listen to things. You know what? You know, speaking of the African American male thing, you know what I hate, and I'm and I'm glad that you and I like. I know like you and me, my relationship with Winky has always been awesome. Quite a few brothers, like I said, JC that I mentioned earlier. What I what I don't like is that we don't know how to address each other. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And like like not even to to make it a total race thing, but what we'll do is like we'll go in the office, and it's a white gentleman like Jason in there with a tie on. And he say something I don't like. And I will speak to him in the most calmest thing. 
okay, Jason. But then you, I'll be like, man, what the fuck you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Instead of being like giving you that same respect. And we seem to always do it to each other. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, like, like I watch, like, especially like the club environment that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Be like, yo, bro. Like, I literally had this happen to me. Another DJ came in the room and I'm at a club. Now, there's no smoking in the club. And he's a guest, right? So I go, yo, man, no smoking here. Now, you can go right through a door that's not even six feet from us and smoke outside. This is literally what the dude said to me. Yo, if that cracker say something to you, man, tell him to come holler at me. I was like, bro, why we got to go there? Like, first of all, it's like coming in. It's like me going in your house and you saying don't wear any shoes. And I go, your wife got on shoes. That don't fucking matter. You know what I'm saying? Like in here, there's no smoking. Mm-hmm. So why when you are a guest here, why don't I have to double address you? Like, dude, just go smoke outside. But we're yeah. going to create an issue. You know what I'm saying? We're going to create an issue here where there shouldn't be one. Mm-hmm. And like I, like I said, a lot of times I find, I watch brothers do it to each other. You know what I'm saying? saying like, like, I'll, like I said, I literally could come to your house and you'd be like, hey, bro, I don't do shoes in here. And then I, I look behind you and your lady didn't come out the room. I'm like, yo, she got on shoes. Mm-hmm. That ain't my concern. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and it's like, it's like, it's like a, it's like a tension we always seem to have with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think if we, like when you're talking about mentally and things that we need to work on, I think we really need to work on that one, how to address each other as brothers. Yeah. And I think it goes to communication, right? We don't take the time to communicate. Right. So maybe if you ask them like, Hey, um, I'm the DJ here. Or you know, at, a, at the point you probably didn't want to feel like you had to explain yourself, but like, I'm the DJ here. And, from the rules that I know, like I don't want any people, anybody smoking around the set. Right. So I would, I would like for if you, you know, stepped outside that six foot, that six feet away, that door's right there. You can smoke outside, do your thing, take a little bit more time and rephrase that request. It could be better, right? Or somebody would come in your house, like, hey, I don't do shoes in here. Like, hey, would you mind taking your shoes off when you come into the house? Maybe dragging some mud in the house. I know my wife probably has some on, but you know, when it comes to guests, like, I just don't feel too comfortable, right? right. So it's just about how you phrase it and how you communicate with it. And it's just our communication. And like I said, it goes back to the original thing. African-Americans, we have trouble communicating. We have trouble um, opening up and uh, being vulnerable. You know what I mean? Right. We don't, that's, so that's the thing too, is we don't want to be vulnerable. Like, hey, I'm the DJ. Um, and I, you know, from my time being here, there's been no smoking, so would you mind? That makes yourself vulnerable, right? Uh-huh. And you probably think like, oh, I, I'm weak for really explaining myself. I don't got to explain myself to him, but. Well, because I did feel like I don't really need to explain myself. <laughs> like, honestly, I ain't going to lie to you. I did feel like, like, bro, like, because I, yeah. I thought I was doing, I thought I was going far to just be like, bro, there's no smoking in here. Come on, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm right, saying? right, right. And I think for him, for him, I think if you take that time and be like, yo, um, so so you wouldn't feel disrespect, disrespecting your, and the owner or whoever that ran the club they feel disrespected if you were like, look, if you painted the picture for him, and I don't think you painted the picture for him, that's why he was like, man, let him know. You know what I mean? Right, so, but I, was, I mean, even the words, it, it's, it's like I'm creating attention. Like, I'm making mm-hmm. money with this dude. Right, You know right. what I'm saying? Like, And like, mm-hmm. the dude ain't done nothing to me. So mm-hmm. the fact that you even used all those words, I'm like, dang, bro, like, yeah. I know I look like you, but I make, like, me and this dude doing good business. Like, he ain't done nothing wrong to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, so, and I get your vulnerability thing. So I, yeah, I, again, again, this is this is like a therapy. I'm glad you came by, my brother. It's a therapy <laughs> yeah. session for me in this yeah. in this episode. It's a therapy session. But yeah. I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to work on that one because that one takes a lot, especially in a club. I have to be like, who? Excuse me, gentlemen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, there's no smoking on the. Should I do? There's no. Nah, cause that's almost like I'm making a joke. Or I mean, if you, I mean, you can make a joke. It's okay if you make a joke like, "Hey, you know, fellas, like, I don't know if you knew, but there's no smoking on, you know, on deck. Like I'm the DJ. I'm gonna show you love. We'll get you drinks and bottles of women, but just let you know, like, hey, step outside and smoke there, right? It's all about presentation. It's like a gift. You right. know what I mean? I can, like I can gift up a water bottle in a nice package, or I can just gift it up by itself. If you give somebody a water bottle by itself, they're like, dang, I don't want that. But if you put in a nice little bow on it, a little woo woo. They can be like, man, put thank flavor you. in it. A little flavor. Right? Make a, red. A little flavor. Throw a little, <laughs> throw a little flavor in it, man. Throw a little flavor. They might like it a little better. So 
you know what? I feel like a woo-saw today. It's a hey, woo-saw moment. Woo-saw, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. You might have a little tension, man. Go ahead and chill out, do some yoga. You know, woo-saw. Hey, man, what you doing now, man? Because you, you didn't, like I said, you didn't moved over into broadcast. Now, we... I don't know, Cam. You sure you're not doing some therapy sessions out here? Man. You out here with, you out here with former players doing therapy sessions? Because hey. I feel like I might need to have a conversation with you once a week now. Hey, once a week. Hey, we get it <laughs> in. But no, man, really, I think it's just speaking with people a lot. I think that that helps. Just speaking with people, especially I have a marketing director of my parents um, and just talking with them and going through, talk, telling them what I'm going through. Right. That helps me a lot. So um, when, when other people, when I see other people and they're having trouble doing that, I just ask these certain questions and I'm like, hey, like I'm going through this too, or I'm doing these certain things. But right, right now, um, I'm podcasting right now, I'm broadcasting right now, and I'm also training as well. So training for training for the NFL. So when they do call, I'll be ready to roll. You ready? Ready to roll. And then um, also, you know, broadcasting. So I had a chance to go on NBC. I was gonna um, say, let's let's talk yeah. about the deal. You just, like you <laughs> yeah. just kind of, I know I saw your post and it said interim, but congratulations, man! Tell yeah. them what you tell them what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah, man. So basically, I, I'm looking at like like training camp essentially. So right now they're looking to fill a full time host on daytime NBC, and so basically they gave me the interim position. So they're like, hey Cam, you know, come on Monday through Friday. I start this Thursday. Come on Monday through Friday. You know, eight to twelve, and uh, basically just put on a show. You know what right. I mean? Learn from us. Learn from the experience. So. I'm gonna go ahead and do that. I'm gonna earn that starting position essentially, right? Um, and they're gonna fill it. I think sometime in January, possibly, or maybe maybe sooner. And I, I want to be that person, depending, of course, on how football goes, right? right. Like football is a precedent, and they know that. Um, you know, football calls, and I'll, I'll be able to jet. But um, I also want to earn that position because that's that's what I want to do. It's one of my dreams as become a broadcaster, like a like a uh, what's the name, Michael Strahan, right? right? He does you know Good Morning America. Uh, he he can go NFL Network. So that's the kind of that's the route I want to take. So. I do feel like it's one of those blessings, like one of those unicorn blessings, you know, because NBC, it's right here in Tampa, right downtown. So it's 14 minutes from the house. Um, so I can get my work in, get my practice in, um, train as well and do podcasts. So I can come here, you know, chop it up with you. I can do my other my other podcast. So um, it, it's a nice, a nice deal. How important is it, though, to be a professional? Because I think a lot of a lot of a lot of the younger younger cats don't understand. They think it's entertainment show when you want to. Uh, I'm drinking on the job. You know, I look at rappers do that. I'd be like, bro, if you get your show and stuff right first and your presentation and be a professional, like that's a big deal, man. Like, how how important was that part of this lifestyle for you? It's big. It's all discipline too, right? Like just just being on time, um, being accountable, I think, and, and, and following through, right, with your words. So you're like, yo, I'm going to be somewhere at this time or I'm, I'm going to show love. Like show up, show up for people. And it means a lot. Right. You know what I mean? It means a lot for people if you show up and, and you do what you say you're going to do. Um, and I think that's when it comes to sports, right? Like sports, it ingrains it in you, really, right? Like when it comes, hey, I, we got practice at seven o'clock, you know, be here at seven or you're not on the team anymore. It's the same thing when you walk into these corporate buildings or when you walk in anything in life, be there at seven o'clock, be where you're supposed to be right. and do your job. And that's like like the Patriots. I go, I never really liked the Patriots, but now I respect them. You know what I mean? Right. I respect them, especially after covering them, covering them at the Super Bowl doing this radio broadcast, I realized like, they're really buttoned up. You know what right. I mean? There's something that they don't, okay, of course, the deflate gate or whatever, you know, doing certain things, but they're really buttoned up. And one model of them is just do your job. You know what I mean? And when you do your job, um, you, you can be successful. And I think not being on time or not, you know, not doing certain things, that's, your job doesn't entail that. You right. know what I mean? Um, so when guys drink on the job, of course, like, you know, that, that means you're getting relaxed. That means you're getting comfortable. Um, and if your job allows you to drink, then that's cool. But um, being a professional, it's always, it's always, always first. Right. Mm -hmm. And daytime is on when now? Daytime is it's on NBC. And so basically it's, it's, 
broadcasted on about in about 250, they say, you know, different stations. So different affiliates, the different affiliates. Yeah. Right. yeah. So uh, doing that and it comes on at 10 o'clock pretty much every day. So, OK, yeah, man, I'll be rocking out through there. Dressing up for that too, ain't you? I, I see you. In, yeah. I see you in your, in your dapper gear and your yeah. hard bottoms. Hey, man, I gotta get. I gotta should go to the store get some more gear. Actually, tomorrow, you know what I mean. Get that. Get that button up. We go on every day, right? You know what I mean. So whether it be a suit that can get expensive. I mean, a suit every day. Like that's gonna be tough. So I gotta be able to change it up. Maybe get a button up with a tie. You know what right. I mean. Some nice slacks. Uh, some blazers. So I gotta figure that out. That is one of my hurdles. But it's, no, that's a good. Come on, that, that's, that's a great hurdle. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a great hurdle to have. Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You getting it? Yeah. What's your favorite thing to cover? Like I know you said you cover sports, and and now you're doing this entertainment thing. What's the what's the most what's the most favorite thing that you have been able to cover so far? Like, uh, is it the Super Bowl for me was that was the best? That was awesome. I mean, that's a one in a lifetime experience. Right. It, it, doing color analyst, being a color analyst is tough, right? Like you're on for three hours straight. Like right. you're on for three hours straight. But another thing that I've covered as well. That I really that I really enjoy this fashion stuff. Like you know, okay. I've, I've never really been a fashion guy like that, but it's something that I've wanted to dive into. But I, you know, when it comes to money, I'm frugal, man. I ain't about to spend no money on no <laughs> right. clothes, especially like <laughs> if I already you know if I already have some clothes and I can get the job done. But just diving into this different world that I'm that's foreign to me, right? It's kind of cool give, giving my perspective, um, learning from people because I can add to my repertoire as well. So it's kind of like a give and go type thing. So are you working with some stylists right now? Uh, so yeah, well, actually, Peyton Barber, the running back for the Bucks, his dad, he um, he's a stylist out oh, in Atlanta. Okay. So yeah, man, he has some nice suits. So he's gonna hook it up. And uh, I met some other other stylists on the set. So meeting these stylists on set, meeting these um, uh, people that own these restaurants. I mean, I've went to a couple of restaurants and met these folks. So it, it's kind of a cool experience just meeting people from different backgrounds outside of the football realm. So, right. Yep. Every day, Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. Yep. At looking dapper. Looking dapper. And might <laughs> might be talking about. All kinds of things. Man, we talk about everything. Yeah, everything we're cooking. We talk about fashion. We talk about the weather. We talk about what's trending. I mean, it's pretty awesome. That's pretty dope, man. Yeah, man. So where can they um where can they find you at on social media? So social media media, Cameron Lynch 50 on Twitter and on Instagram, LinkedIn as well. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm, I'm on all those, all those platforms. So you're just, you're just moving around out there. Man, I, mean, I got to put my hand, my hand in my hat, uh, you know, my ticket in multiple hats. So, you know, we'll never know what, what God has in store. So I'm, I'm super proud of you as your brother, man. I'm, just, I'm glad you came here today and helped me get something off, get some stuff off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for, man. That's what we're here for. <laughs> my God. Hey, look, man, this has been like, this, this, is, this is right up there with one of my favorite episodes of Southern Hospitality, man. Nice. I, didn't, I didn't know what we'd get into. I, I knew I had some topics written down, mm -hmm. but I didn't know what exactly I'd get into. Oh, I can't let you leave before this because this is our thing. What you listening to right now, Cam? Top three songs. I, I, my bad. I almost forgot the music. Yeah, yeah. I forgot it because, you know, I've been around Cam for a while. And if you know anything about Cam, Cam is into some music. <laughs> me as a DJ, I'm into some music. But Cam is into some music. Cam was giving me jams a long time ago. Yeah. Give, me, give me three jams you listening to right now. Okay, so one jam I'm listening to right now is, uh, is Young Thug, his song, his song Hot. Okay. Uh, yeah, his song Hot with Gunner. That song, that song goes hard. It goes hard. Yeah, he, Everything Liddy, I love when it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I know we used to podcast before and we used to jump into these. Yeah, and you, I had, used to you, had, you had you had your joints every every show. That's why that's why yeah. I couldn't let you get out of here without because without knowing what you're listening to. Yeah, that's reminiscing, bro. I appreciate that. And then so my other one is Hot Shower by by Chance the Rapper. See, I, I don't even know that. I got See, now I got to go peep that one. Yeah, you got to peep game, peep game. I forget kind of how the words go, but that's it's pretty it's pretty smooth right now. So. Right now, the first two titles got hot in them, so everything is hot right now. Right. Uh, Chance the Rapper, Young Thug. And I'll say my other song that I'm listening to right now 
um, that's jumping. I, I kind of went back to the two to two chains, man. You know what I mean? Went back to two chains. Oh, his really? old stuff. Yeah, pretty girls like trap music. I've been bumping. I've been bumping his album. Uh, oh, you done went back a little bit. Yeah, I went back. I got through a little old school, and so you know, it's a vibe. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that song, it's a vibe. I've been on that one lately. So uh, th- those are my song, my top three songs right now that I'm listening to. What do you think about the baby? I think the kids are started. That's why I asked you that. Like, and right now he dropped this intro song the other day, which may be his most introspective song I think I've heard in a while really? since since I've been listening to him. And I, I don't know, the kids, that kids are started me, dude. I was, I thought you might mention him, but you didn't, so I had to ask you about him. Yeah, yeah, you know, the baby, he's he's nice. Um, well, little baby got the baby. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, got little baby, the baby, hey, uh, baby from Cash Money. Right, right. No, but those those guys are talented. One got one of them from North Carolina, one of them from Atlanta. I think. Right. Yeah. So no, nah, they they're really talented. Um, they're doing a great job. I think just when they feature and they hop on these tracks, they're killing it, killing the game. I think the baby he signed by uh, J Cole. No, the baby's actually signed. Uh, the baby's actually on Interscope, and it's uh, another a dude. I want to say his name is either Anthony or that works with him, but he's actually he's on Interscope. Okay, and he he's got a new song with J Cole though. He he does. Okay, yeah, but he's yeah. not signed to J Cole, but he does have a new record with J Cole. I forgot the name of it, but it's him, J Cole, and this other kid. They just dropped it maybe like two days ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now those young guys are talented. And you know who really popping on Make the Stallion? I was just going to ask you what you thought about female, what you thought about the female rap hey, game right now. Hey, man. Hey, it's strong. Make the Stallion, she she really killing the game. Um, it's kind of crazy though. Like, you know, you got Cardi B. She's also, also, you know, a staple as well. But then Nicki Minaj, like, I mean, he's hard, he's hard to hear from her these days. Nicki Minaj might be, dare I say it, the AB of rap right now. Because, I mean, she just types, she get mad, and, and it's like, you don't know what she going to, you don't know how she going to pop off at any given time. Didn't she retire or something like that? Yeah, she retired, and she made threats to, uh, 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 what's his name, uh, DJ Academics, that when her husband, her fiance see him, that he want to see him, send her his address. They don't do that to nobody, no other media people. That's what I'm talking about. Like, see, like, think about it like this. Think, think, think about it like this. If they went, say Jason was doing a Today Show, and they went on there, and Jason gave his opinion about, man, Nikki's been popping off lately, I'm not a big fan of it. She ain't gonna never text Jason and be like, hey, my man needs your address. He's gonna come see you. But let me say that on academics say that on a complex show. And it's 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 a text message. Yo, because academics had the messages. Yo, send me your address where you at right now. My husband want my fiance want to pull up on you. He needs to talk to you about something. What do you gotta talk to me about? Right. First of all, he ain't even in the game. He ain't management. So we already know what he's popping off with. Right. That's what I was talking about when I say how we treat each other. Yeah. Like academics didn't say anything about her personally. He's talking about the music. And we all know the music has been very mediocre as of late. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you give you, like I said, I wouldn't, I don't want to ever come on anything I have as a, as a, as a platform and be disrespectful to anybody personally. Right. But if I see somebody have a bad game as a media person, or if I don't like a movie, it, but if I like a movie, I'm also saying the same thing. So you can't get mad. You can't be all in love with me because I think, oh man, that project is dope. And then all of a sudden you give me some straight basura, some trash, some trash and then you yeah. mad because I call it that. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, you, like we got to stop doing that to each other. And yeah. I'm not, and don't get me wrong, the bloggers, God, we got to stop being trash too with our platforms too. We got to mm-hmm. stop like going for people personally. We got to kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. like having you here, I'm not going to bring you here and try to trash you. Like let's, let's talk about things like men. And if you say, I don't really want to go into that subject, then I ain't going to try to bash you out to make a YouTube clip. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So it's got to be a respect thing to each other. And mm-hmm. that's, another, that's, what I, that's another respect. thing I want to address too. Yeah, it's a respect thing, man, because mm-hmm. I think because we have so many people with outlets now, you got the bloggers, you got the people that are on Instagram with these videos and putting up stuff and everybody can put up a YouTube video. I think we got to stop going for people personally. Yeah. Stay on the craft. If the craft is now, put, put out a whack album, you got to talk about it's whack. Or if right. it's, but if it's a good album in the same sentence, like tell them the album is dope. Right, right. It's the craft. I think, you know, when our coaches, when they, 
when they talk to us and they give us constructive criticism after a game or after a practice. Right. It's attack the attack the technique, not the person. Right. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Attack the album. If you don't like the words or different things like that, don't attack the person. Right. You know what I mean? At the same time, they're somebody's son or somebody's daughter as well. Right. You know, so you have to treat people like they're human and and respect humans. Uh, And if there's if their work isn't great, then let them know. But um, you can say you have to be respectful about those things. Yeah. And creatives, you know, we got some fragile egos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you put know. a lot into it. It's like somebody, you know, somebody cooking food for you. They tell you food is trash. Like, it's going to hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to hurt. But I do have to say this, and I'm going to get out of here. If your homeboy making music and that music is trash, you better tell him because at some point, somebody's going to tell him, stop letting your friends make trash music, okay? Stop it. Stop letting your friends make trash music. I'm sorry. I had to get loud, Jason. My bad. Tell you, hey, look, you seen that video applies? You need to go get a job at UPS, open a funeral home or something. Stop making these this trash music and telling me I got to like it. Right. No, I think you give them alternatives. Like, hey, like, this is great, but also, like, what else are you thinking about? <laughs> what else are you doing? Hey, man, you know they got some cooking classes going on. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you a great chef? Like, hey, come on. Let's, let's figure this out. And again, I ain't, I ain't saying all music is trash. I'm not. I'm not saying it. But stop thinking because you made it, I got to like it. Right. Because like, I ain't tell everybody to go home and be a rapper or a singer. Right. I, and that's what I think. That's... I'm in a whole new set of things that I got to get off my chest. Okay, I'm gone, man. <laughs> Ken, where can they find you again, man, on social media? Yeah, Cameron Lynch, 50 on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. And Monday through Friday, you are? On NBC Daytime. Co-host. Co-host. Hey, he going to have on a lot of suits, too. Cameron going to have a lot of suits. Real dapper, man. Southern hospitality, man, because the South got something to say. Find me at DJ Eakin across all platforms. And now we are also on the iHeartRadio app, too. Ooh, we moving up. Jason got me moving up in the world because I stay on time. Ah, I'm gone, man. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out radioinfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. Radio Influence.